If you're a man listening to this podcast, then there's a 100% chance your natural hormone production is being disrupted just by the day-to-day exposures of the air we breathe, the water we drink, food we eat, and the stressors we're facing both internally and externally. Of course, we can and should be proactive, mitigating stress and potentially harmful environmental chemicals from our air, food, and water, but what if that's not enough to offset a lifetime of distress? Brain fog, low energy, low libido, lack of motivation, and a myriad of other symptoms could be representative of low testosterone or low T. So what do we do when improving our nutrition and lifestyle isn't enough? That's what we're discussing on this episode of the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show. Welcome to the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show, where each week you'll hear the real-world experiences, life lessons, and guided principles that every highly driven man needs to master, their health, productivity, and relationships by sharing conversations with the world's most successful people in fitness, nutrition, supplementation, and mindset. Meet your host, Benjamin Brown. He is a fitness and nutrition expert, consultant to Fortune 500 companies and world championship sports teams, a husband and father of three, and has been helping men transform their physiques, optimize their energy, and own their fatherly mission since 2005. Thank you for joining us today, and without further ado, let's jump right in. It's a harsh reality that as a man, our testosterone levels likely never were and will never be what our grandparents and great-grandparents experienced just 100 years ago. Our world is changing. The stressors placed in, on, and around our bodies are exponentially higher than they have ever been. From our air quality, water, and the chemicals in our food and in our skincare products. This hormonal disruption created from our environment adds yet another potentially significant factor when trying to improve our health, gain muscle mass, and or lose body fat. Of course, addressing your nutrition, sleep, training, and mindset will always be the number one most significant driver of healthy change. But what if that's not enough to correct the imbalances present? In this episode, I bring back Allie Gilbert, men's health and fitness and hormonal optimization expert to discuss the nuances of testosterone replacement therapy and how to navigate the confusing and often misunderstood realm of hormonal optimization specifically for men. In this episode, we discuss how have her views and approach to testosterone replacement changed over the past couple of years, and what does she do now that she didn't do or know back then. We discuss when and how to dose testosterone, what are some of the signs that we may need to take a deeper look into our hormonal health, both the obvious signs and the not-so-obvious signs. We discuss how does our level of body fat correlate to reduced health or sexual function, what's the best way to improve health via exercise, and which type of exercise is best for hormonal production, as well as which types you may want to consider avoiding to optimize your testosterone levels. We talk about the best nutrition guidelines for optimizing hormones. If you are diagnosed with low T, what you should take into consideration before starting, at what point someone should consider 
order TRT, especially if they feel like they're doing quote unquote everything right, how to choose a TRT doc, and if that's not enough, we talk about what the daily objective and subjective physiological and lifestyle metrics you can track and should be tracked to gauge progress. So if you've been considering TRT and or just want to know more about some of the considerations when looking into testosterone replacement, then you're going to want to tune into this episode. As always, guys, if you love what you hear on the show, then please, please do me a huge favor and subscribe. Leave a positive rating and review in iTunes and go ahead and share this episode with a friend or a loved one whom you think could benefit. And if you want to talk about working with me personally, I'd love to have a conversation with you. Just schedule your free nutrition strategy call over at bslnutrition.com forward slash level up. That's it. I hope you guys enjoy the show. Here is Allie Gilbert. Allie Gilbert, welcome back to the show. How are you? Thank you for having me back. I am good. I am good despite, you know, the world. Yeah, well, (laughs) tell me, uh, how's quarantine life been for you? Because you guys are still on on quote-unquote lockdown. No gyms open yet. Here we are in, where are we, mid to late May. Um, Yeah, Yeah, what's what's been going on? Um, It's not... It's not too different from my normal life because I, I usually kind of balance my in-person with my online coaching. So yeah. I do miss going to the gym to see my friends because there's usually there's like five or six of us trainers that train out of this gym in New York. And I miss that. And I miss the in-person coaching. And I have a couple of people that let me do in-home. But other than that, you know, lucky to keep busy, doing a lot of interviews, trying to do as much reading as possible, but also trying not to feel like I'm behind since so many people are like, I've written a novel and I've done this and I completed 14 certifications online. Tell me about it. (laughs) I'm like, yo, the reality is, yeah, I think I've paid for like five certs that I haven't even finished. I'm like, no. You know, I imagine for you, um, because you seem like kind of equally introverted and extroverted. So I imagine it's not... (laughs) too terrible for you and obviously you don't have any kids or anything so I don't know that it's is it necessarily that different than your everyday I mean it's funny you pick up on that because I I used to be just fully extroverted and since I've had to be thrown into I guess you can call it like spotlight in the past five or six years of my life there's times where I definitely appreciate when Mm -hmm. I get downtime to myself but also I love being around people yes so I do really, really miss that part. So that's why I'm eager to be around my friends, especially because we were, you know, planning our wedding for back in April and we had to move yeah. it twice now. So with all the Perform Better events being canceled for this summer and everything, it's going to be this massive industry reunion next April. Mm-hmm. So that I'm very Hopefully. excited about. Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. I know. Oh my God. I'm Please. with you. Uh, I, I definitely get to some degree like filled up by being around other people, but, but I need my own time too. Yeah. A lot of walking. Yeah. That's awesome. So let's talk, um, men's health, testosterone, nutrition, lifestyle, all that good stuff. I mean, you're an expert in that and that's, that's the type of clientele you work with and that's the type of clientele I work with. So let's wrap about it. But, you know, I think what I'd love to hear because you were on the show a couple of years ago. Um, I think you were like, Wow, was it that long? Ago? It was ah. that long because it was like seventy some episodes ago. So, I'd love to hear sort of if there's anything that's really shifted in your thinking relative to men's health, 
testosterone or testosterone replacement therapy or testosterone optimization, however you want to look at it, specifically in the last couple of years, that kind of just is on the top of your mind. So the interesting thing is, I guess, if there's any positives to come out of this entire virus crisis, is that the telemedicine laws have been relaxed, where usually if you wanted to see a certain doctor and granted there's only a significant amount that I could really trust and they are all over the country, you would have to fly there, see them once in person in order to ever receive some type of prescription for something like testosterone. Right. Um, now you can do it all via telemedicine. So really? it has completely elevated my ability to provide the right type of care and direction for my clientele because I work with so many guys remotely a lot of them don't even want to leave their house. So it's easy to be like, all right, cool. You can get a requisition from, you know, X doctor, and then we can send a phlebotomist to your house, do the blood draw, and then you can receive your TRT if, it, if it's necessary, any peptide therapy, stuff like that. So overall, it just makes like the, the quality of the experience of what they're getting through coaching with me and doing a consult with the doctor just that much better. Because it's somebody that I've known and trusted for a while where otherwise it's been like, I mean, I, you too probably asked all the time, like, do you have a doctor in this state? Do you have a doctor in this state? And it's like, no, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know everyone in every single state and not everyone was willing to fly. And so now it just makes it a whole lot easier. And so that way it also provides validity on my side of a lot of the things that I talk about because it's a doctor who's aligned with my philosophies and beliefs and then we learn from each other so yeah you know i i always make the joke like i'm not a doctor but i play one on facebook and, <laughs> totally. you know, i work with doctors so it's my opinion and for entertainment purposes only <laughs> no it's good because i i mean i think it's been really difficult and you and i have had this conversation in the past just working with guys and potentially needing hormone therapy but not having any trusted practitioners locally that are progressive enough to really know what to do. And you're, you're kind of walking this tightrope between, do I risk it? Do I send them to someone? And then I end up sending them to someone local out of convenience, but then they don't know what the fuck they're doing. And then you're relaying information based on all of the people that we learn from that, again, is progressive in nature, that is research-based. And then in terms of how to maybe manipulate their therapy, if they're using therapy, what questions to ask the doctor, and then the doctor's kind of relaying another thing back based on just their outdated you know, information. And so having the ability to create that relationship online between a doctor who can uh, prescribe, treat, and diagnose, and the client is huge. That's awesome. So that that's good to hear. I'll have to actually get some of those contacts from you. So how's that process been working out over the last couple months? Um, it, it's been really good, actually. So there's one doctor in particular, Dr. Eric Fett, who I met three years ago, I think, or tw in 2018 at a medical conference that I spoke at. And he was within the circle of guys you know, with Jay Campbell and sure. Meryl Matchkey and Jim Brown and, and that whole crew. Um, and we hit it off because, you know, he works out and he's into that whole lifestyle. And so you kind of just gravitate toward the people that you're alike. And I was like, damn, I wish like, you know, we could collaborate somehow. And here we are a few years later where his philosophies on a lot of stuff are so similar that I can send people to him knowing what he's going to tell them is pretty much what I would say. So, mm. 
you know, with the clients that we've shared thus far, his recommendations are on point with what I would recommend. And I trust if he wants to give any nutritional advice or supplemental advice, but it's pretty much what I would say to certain clients. So I feel that, you know, how people look to MDs as a little bit more of an authority than a fitness professional like us. Well, okay, fine. If that's going to be the way that people will think, at least that provides kind of the backup. So yeah. it's been helpful because guys that have been considering TRT for a while or are like, hmm, I'm on the fence, you know, I'm late 30s, early 40s. Is this something I really need? Then they try everything lifestyle, you know, natural as possible as they can, do everything right. And then it's like, yeah, you know, you still kind of need to go in that direction. And now they have access to somebody competent versus I need somebody in this state and mm. I want insurance and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I've, I've, uh, preemptively talked to a lot of my guys, like, listen, you can't count on insurance to cover anything. Maybe it'll cover like the blood draw, but you know, it's the concierge style experience that this is hormone optimization. You don't want to depend on sick care protection to try to cover it because you're just going to go in circles to this doctor and this doctor and this doctor and tell you 12 different things. It's going to be frustrating. You may be on the wrong therapy and you may end up feeling worse. So at least it's like, it's not a huge outward expense and it's a collaborative effort where they know they're getting taken care of by both me and him. So yeah, there's a ton of stuff to unpack there that you alluded to with respect to nutrition and lifestyle and, and, and sleep and, and all of that stuff. And if they do choose to start using it, who should they be going to? And I kind of want to start there because as I alluded to, seeing someone locally, despite the fact that they're a medically trained doctor, doesn't necessarily qualify them to be a hormone expert. Yeah. Um, so kind of what do men need to, to know about that? Like, why is testosterone replacement therapy not equivalent from one man to the next? What do they kind of need to know when they're going into this as far as educating themselves about how to find a, a, the right type of practitioner? I would say like the, the biggest question they would have to ask is what percentage of this person's practice is hormone replacement, because that is a very telltale sign that this person has experience. This is what they do every single day. Mm. They see guys just like, you know, whomever, where they're not necessarily like testosterone of 50 and they're sick and they're 75 years old. There are actually guys within their twenties, thirties, and forties who just want to feel better, look better, perform better in all aspects. So that was, um, I did an Instagram live with him last night on just very basic things. And that was one of the questions that I brought up because many people don't know where to go. Cause, and I totally understand, like, yeah. you know, you would think, oh, endocrinologists. Well, endocrinologists are actually not really trained in hormone optimization. They're great with obesity and they're great with certain thyroid issues and stuff like that. But, you know, leave them for dealing with that type of stuff and like true disorders where hormone replacement, you want somebody who has done this, who deals with this and who actually understands, I guess the art and is not looking at it yeah. as a quick moneymaker where they're like, Oh, here's your starter kit. Like they do at some of these clinics where they send you out the door with like 12 medications and the person's like, I don't even know what just happened. And I just dropped like three grand. So. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that there's a lot of moving pieces in there. And, and you said it, the art, it's really about them being able to ask the right questions. If they actually care about helping you improve your right. hormonal health and, and, you know, 
because we talk about nutrition and lifestyle and training and sleep and all this stuff, there, there's so many factors at play that influence testosterone that we've, we've talked about on previous episodes and, and you and I talk about it all the time, but mm-hmm. um, the doctor has to understand what's going on there. And if it's, yeah. if it's a situation where you're going into your general practitioner, and again, not saying that they're necessarily not the right person for you, they very well could be, but it's, it's unlikely given the level of education that's necessary, at least as far as we've experienced, working with progressive doctors around the, the country, um, necessary to help you, quote unquote, optimize. And, and so from one person, and let's help people understand just a little bit more the, the nuance of the, the optimization process, because I think for a lot of people, it's like, oh, okay, I go to the doctor, I get blood work done. Oh, low testosterone. Okay. Is it low enough to quote unquote be diagnosed? If so, all right, I'm not opposed to starting testosterone replacement, in which case, all right, the doctor's putting me on 150 milligrams um, every two weeks or something like that. And I'm just off on my own. So like, what are the things that someone needs to observe? And, and what are the questions that the doctor needs to ask? And, and how is this tailored to the individual ideally? So one of the main things is asking somebody, are you done having children? Or do you plan mm-hmm. on having children, especially if they're in their 30s, early 40s, or even late 40s? Because going on testosterone can suppress sperm production. So there are um, options for a guy to go on things like HCG with or without testosterone, freeze sperm beforehand, but just to kind of discuss, you know, the sure. protocol for that. Not every doctor will go through that. Um, and most guys do really well on mostly injections or like a compounded scrotal cream. It's the pellet therapy, it's the gels, it's the other quick delivery methods that people have come up with to sell that are really what you want to kind of be uh, cautious about because you can't patent a hormone. So all these alternative delivery methods have been made up. And I know a few doctors who do the pellets and it's like a, it's like CrossFit. You go take a two day course and then all of a sudden you're qualified. You don't even have to be a surgeon to implant these tic tac size uh, pellets inside somebody's butt. And the problems with this is that, okay, somebody who gets testosterone replacement of any type of method, is going to be different than you, is different than some other guy. And it doesn't matter um, if you're at the same age or not, but people metabolize it different. Their lifestyles are different. So you have to start somewhere. So a general protocol maybe is 150, 150 milligrams weekly. And then monitoring how a guy feels off of that. Do you feel better? Do you feel worse? Are you still, you know, experience lethargic uh, yeah. attitude, stuff like that? Then maybe they increase the frequency of dosage or they, you know, decrease it overall, you know, depending on labs, most guys will do labs around six to eight weeks. So it's really the maintenance of that and being able to keep in touch with the doctor and or his office to understand what do I expect? Because as you said, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's like, here you go, here's your protocol, have a nice day, we'll see you in six weeks. And the guy's like, what? The biggest thing that a lot of doctors actually reminded me last night that they don't forewarn guys about is that the scale will go up just Mm. because of the androgens causing water retention. So guys will freak out and they're like, I gained six pounds and some guys Mm. gain like 10 pounds, you know, however somebody reacts to it. And I'm like, it's just, but they never get warned about that because they're not, doctors aren't going to think about that, you know? Yeah. So, So that's like one of those little nuances that I'm like, it's okay. 
Hey guys, real quick, I know this is a tough time for a lot of us. There's a lot of anxiety, frustration, and fear around the economy and our ability to create a safe and stable future for our families. The stress is piling up and without our usual outlets like the gym, seeing our friends, and man, even just getting out of the house regularly, it's easy to get down on ourselves, stop moving so much, start eating and drinking more, and lose sight of the number one most important investment that we should be making right now and that's in our own health and fitness. Look, the only thing that we can truly control right now is our health, and really what better time is there to make yourself a priority? If you're ready to take back control of your health so that you can be the father, husband, partner, and leader you know you can be by having the energy, focus, drive, and resilience to thrive physically, mentally, and emotionally, then we need to chat. Just schedule your free nutrition strategy call over at bslnutrition.com forward slash level up, or you can find the link in the episode show notes below. I guarantee you'll walk away from our call with more clarity and confidence around exactly what action steps you can start taking today to build the personal foundation for long-term growth in every area of your life. I'll look forward to speaking with you and enjoy the rest of the show. In your experience, what's like best practices right now for guys that you've worked with, guys that you've talked to, the doctors that you're working with in terms of if we were to generalize, right, I think you were alluding to the fact that pellets and, and gels just are not a very viable way to optimize. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, in my opinion, just a very easy money-making uh, scheme for, for doctors as opposed to really doing what's in the client's best interest. But I'm asking you, what is your opinion in terms of sort of best practices for dosing? Uh, most guys, so clinically, the consensus is that at least twice a week. Anything less okay. than that, they're probably not going to love how they feel. Um, but it doesn't have to be every single day. There really isn't that large of a variance of guys who want to inject two to three times a week versus every single day. Yeah. Um, and this is if they're on similar esters, which is like the testipionate, which is the most popular that's prescribed, or the enanthate. If they're on propionate, which is more of a quicker acting ester, then they may have to, they have to inject a little bit more frequently just because it gets out of the system. But very few pharmacies actually have that. So it's mostly Cipionate and Enanthe, and the half-life is like, you know, two to three, four days maybe. Um, so they have to make sure that, you know, everything's kind of more stable and aligning with the release p- pattern of their body, which is more frequent injection. And some guys who don't like the bigger needles can inject subcutaneously, which is not into the muscle. And they can do that every day if they want. But usually two to three days a week has been like a standard where most people feel pretty comfortable. Gotcha. I guess we kind of, we've jumped into how to dose and, and sort of what sort of doctors to look at for guys that, well, I guess we'll take a step back for guys that may be questioning whether or not they should be looking into testosterone replacement. I guess, candidly, how much of a difference can it make? And at what point should they take it into consideration. So if they've exhausted everything that they can possibly do outside of that stuff that you and I coach these guys on sleep, number one, nail your sleep, eat well, whatever that means to someone, you know, Mm -hmm. depending on their goal, eating well, nailing their recovery, getting enough sunlight and exercise. You know, they're not overly deficient in anything. They don't have any underlying gut issues. They've had their labs done. Everything kind of is around where it should be in the optimal world. Mm-hmm. So 
then if they're still symptomatic where all of a sudden they just don't have that drive for life, they're overly tired, um, they don't have, you know, they're, they're, in, they're unable to maintain and or put on muscle mass when they're training really hard in the gym and consequently not recovering from said workouts um, and just not feeling the way that they used to, then there's nothing that is negative about going on. And I think it's more of a pride thing where guys feel they've got to earn it and they, you know, they've got to get to a point where I'm not like 70 yet, or I'm not 60 yet. Like I shouldn't need this, but it's not necessarily that you're like replacing something you don't have. It's, it's similar to going on thyroid hormone. Like you're just optimizing, you know, your body's producing a certain level. It's not going any higher. You're not really going to go that high. You know, even if all your uh, micronutrients are on point, as you and I know, there's only so high that you can get mm -hmm. your test levels because of the onslaught of all the environmental stuff around us. And well, just our yeah. lifestyles, our modern lifestyles. So the, I always tell the guys, I'm like, hey, side effects are better sleep, better erections, better sex drive, better energy in the gym, better energy and zest for life. And yeah, you may do it for the rest of your life, but if you come off, which you can, you're just not going to feel as good. So Yeah, but you said it as far as have you exhausted all the other avenues? And have you, yeah. have you really dug in and, and really spent time trying to improve those to the degree that that in and of itself, man, is, is such a game changer for most people that, I don't know, I mean, what's your, what's your opinion of, of after they've gone down that road, how have you seen hormone levels change to the degree that what percent of guys still decide that they need to, to use exogenous therapy? It's funny because like, you know, you and I both know that the ranges for men's testosterone is such an arbitrary and big range. Yeah. And this lab marker has been reduced twice in the past 10 years, which is the only lab marker really. So men are obviously showing up with lower and lower levels. So I've seen guys go up three to 400 points just by getting their lifestyle in check. But that three, three to 400 can be, they went from two to like four or five and they're 32 right. years old. So right. you're still only going to feel so much better. And, you know, looking at the other side of this, say you don't want to address any of your lifestyle stuff and you do go on testosterone. It may help a little bit, but mm. it's not a fix it pill. It's not the magic pill. It will help boost motivation in those guys who are extremely overweight, very tired, no motivation, but you're still going to have to do all the lifestyle stuff to make it work the most effectively for you. And I think yeah. a lot of guys don't understand that. And they're like, well, I just need to go on it. Yeah, I, th I think so many guys think that it's really this sort of elephant in the room uh, after they've been thinking about it for a while and, and staring them in the face. And, and then all of a sudden they're like, well, that's going to be the solution. You know, if yeah. I just that will be the solution. And, and rarely in my experience, it's really that necessarily dramatic, especially if you haven't addressed any of the other stuff. Um, so, but you said it, you know, it can be a great kind of motivating trigger. It's like, okay, well, if I'm doing this and I'm not committed to injecting myself multiple times per week, then I better get my other shit together. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> so that in and of itself can be a great driver. So let's talk a little bit about training. And I guess let's start with what do you think some of the issues are with uh, the guys that are coming to you, the guys that you're seeing in the community, as far as some of the training practices or lack thereof? that they're currently doing that could actually be sabotaging their hormonal uh, production? Honestly, it, the last two or three years, many guys are just doing 
circuit style stuff. So no one's really doing like traditional strength training, mm -hmm. stuff that actually builds muscle. It's a lot of like, if they're doing a circuit with a kettlebell, it's a lighter kettlebell and it's always metabolic and it's always short rest periods. And then they, on top of that, they combine it with like Peloton and then long distance running and all this stuff. And they wonder why they're getting nowhere and kind of burning out. And it's like this foreign concept to take a rest period that's like 60 to 120 seconds. Yeah, it's like, like, well, it's way too long. I'm not what? sweating. Like, yeah. And, and like I thought about that like the other day, Luke has me doing uh, six sets of six deadlifts, two minutes rest in between. I am dying. And I'm like, how do people think that two minutes rest is like this infinite amount of time, but they're not training hard enough? So people don't really train hard enough, but they train a lot. Right. So- it's a lot of training of the wrong type. I have no problem if somebody enjoys those metabolic circuits. I love getting sweaty too, but you can't do that every single day. You've mm -hmm. got to do something that creates that you know, progressive overload that allows the body to adapt. If you're lifting a 20-pound kettlebell for the last three years doing the same circuit, well, guess what? Your body's not progressing. I have to kind of introduce them to what traditional, like we call it old school, I guess now, strength training, which... It shouldn't be old school, but it's like a five by five. Like, yes, you're going to, you know, create a lot of hormonal release, but you also are going to need to rest. And that means going a little bit heavier than you're used to. And you know what? You may not even sweat and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And so getting them to give up some of the circuit style stuff and mind you, a lot of them are also low carb while they're doing this and wondering why they feel like shit and then introducing carbohydrates. And then it's like in their mind, they're kind of like, wait, so I'm training less, training in their mind less, eating more, and then I'm going to be better? Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Totally <It's> counterintuitive. <laughs> yeah. So I've seen a lot of that. And um, it, it's weird because, as you know, the fitness industry, the pendulum, it was strength training. And then we went into overly corrective. Everyone had to be corrected. We're all dysfunctional. And then it was like, wait. We can't correct everything forever. We actually have to lift stuff. We actually so then, have to get strong at some point, totally. Yeah. It's like, all right, we should lift things. But not only should we lift things, we should lift them faster. And then that'll be our cardio. So we don't have to worry about aerobic work. So then nobody did aerobic work. And it was just metabolic work. And then mm. HIIT came on the scene. And all of a sudden, it's like high intensity. But you're not really doing high intensity. It's like this obviously tangent I've gone on many times. So it's like, hey, if we pick things up that are heavy a few days a week and you walk a lot, it's really a lot of bases covered. We don't have to make it fancy. You know, it doesn't have to be this hit body weight workout that everybody's obsessed with now. And I'm like, that has to get boring after a week, you know? So. Yeah. I mean, I, I know for <laughs> you and I, I, like, I can't fathom doing quote unquote hit workouts um, unless I ask, absolutely need to. And that's sort of like last um you know, last chance type stuff. But so you're saying, okay, a few days a week of heavy lifting, absolutely. The hormonal response that, that comes from that. And, and kind of what I heard you uh, say is basically doing less for a lot of people. Um, how does kind of the overall stress load play into all of this from right? From, from the training stimulus to the nutrition, to the sleep, like why is that so important to, to kind of mitigate the amount of, of stress they're putting their body under? When we think of stress, everyone I think thinks of more emotional stress. Yeah. So they don't think of exercise or calorie reduction as a stress, but that is a stressor to our body. 
Yeah. And, you know, as you and I have learned a lot from Jade where, you know, he's like, yeah, you can't eat less and exercise more forever. Right. And a lot of people think that's where they need to live. And I was actually so proud of one of my clients of about a year on his check-in where he had this revelation that he's like, you know, I totally understand why we've fluctuated the same four pounds for months on end. And that's where I need to live. And that a calorie deficit is really a place that you kind of get in for a few weeks and then get out that you don't want to live there Mm -hmm. because the ramifications of that show up in your lack of energy. And then all of a sudden you think you're gaining fat, but you're just retaining so much water because your body's so inflamed. And then your body will say, well, shit, I'm not getting the proper fuel or rest that I need to grow muscle. So I'm not going to grow any muscle. I'm not going to provide rock hard erections. I'm not going to provide sex drive. Those aren't necessary when I'm just trying to hold on for dear life because our body does not care about anything else other than keeping us alive. So Mm -hmm. if we can minimize the amount of just input, 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 then the better off we will feel. But it's such a backwards mentality because all of the media is like, do more, do more. And then for women, be less, look less. And then for the guys, get bigger. But then I don't know about you, but I see a lot of guys coming in at like 16, 1700 calories, which is the equivalent of the 1200 for women. Yeah. So those are all stressors. And when combined, your body's just going to be like a big F you because it's not going to respond to anything. Yeah. So talk to us about kind of the benefits that you've observed from adding more walking into your clients' routines. They, I never used to assign steps because I felt that people would kind of stress out if they didn't hit their steps. But now with a lot of people being home and kind of not realizing how little they're moving, I assign steps to some people that I know are okay with that. And they're like, wow, I'm getting like four to 5,000 and they're not realizing that. And their food is the same, mm-hmm. but they don't feel the same. And as you and I know, you need a certain amount of movement a certain amount of sunlight to stimulate the right hormones to keep the body working optimally. So a lot of them, I've gotten them, um, I've had them order a weight vest to do the walks with similar to me, because man, that adds a whole nother level of calorie calories being burned yet with not so much of the effort in time, because you don't need to be walking three, four hours and stressing over the fact that you walked for three to four hours and didn't get any work done or anything. Mm-hmm. So Um, and then just using it as a form of meditation. A lot of my guys are doing it where they wake up first thing in the morning and they go for just a 10 minute walk and they can break it up. And I'm like, listen, I need you walking at least an hour a day, which is like seven to 8,000 steps for most people, but you don't have to do it all at once. You can just break it up, you know, Mm -hmm. and then go downstairs, go get the laundry, bring it back up, pretend you forgot something downstairs, go back down. Like all of that adds up over the day. So they're yeah. also realizing how not walking if they used to and not walking around for work or travel or whatever has really um, contributed to what they were achieving before. So now it's the sense of, yeah, I really got to get my food in order. I have to pay attention to this type of stuff. So, and it helps with their sleep too. Yeah, absolutely. I like the idea of the weight vest. Um, where are you, are you using like perform better? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Oh yeah. I was laughing yesterday. I had my perform better bottle. I had a perform better shirt, my weight vest, but I do actually chuckle because people look at me like, 
And I'm like, they have to think that they're, I'm wearing like a bulletproof vest because it's big on me. Like, like size wise, it goes down yeah. to my waist and it's Isn't big it pink? black. Isn't it pink? Oh, no. No, oh. no. <laughs> it's fully black and I'm just like walking down, you know, but whatever. How many steps a day are you getting? Um, I shoot for 12 to 15 yeah. at least. But I, I've always walked at least like 90 minutes a day just because it, it's my therapy for yeah. me. That's where I get a lot of my thoughts from my <laughs> posts and stuff like that. So, um, you know, if I'm too tired, I'm not going to force myself to do it. You know, now everybody's walking and it's like it's they're nice. walking yeah. the wrong direction and stuff <laughs> like that. And I'm just like, where were you? But I see people that like I live down the street from and I'm like, you live here? Like yeah, I grew right? up with you. I've never seen you here. Like what the heck? <laughs> oh, it's funny. It's cool that everyone, you know, people are more physically active. I hope it continues. Oh yeah. I've definitely, I know. Yeah. I've definitely ramped up my steps quite a lot over the last couple months, which has been awesome. I'm really enjoying it. Hey guys, real quickly, I want to talk to you about my nutrition company, BSL Nutrition, and our all-in-one training drink called Complete Essentials. This is a comprehensive exercise formula that I personally created after experiencing years of frustration, working with hundreds of individuals and athletes that were not getting the nutrition that they needed before, during, and after their workouts. After using numerous workout powders that were low quality, overpriced, chock full of caffeine and artificial sweeteners and were flat out useless, I said enough is enough and figured out how to create a nutritionally dense, comprehensive, and high quality product with ingredients that you can feel good about taking and giving to your family. When you use Complete Essentials, you'll no longer need pre, during, and post-workout supplements. You'll save time, money, and energy and get all of the beneficial nutrients you need in one delicious, easy-to-mix drink. It's just the ingredients that you need to give you great natural energy, improve your recovery, and reduce your muscle soreness with no caffeine or artificial sweeteners. You can learn more about our complete essentials at bslnutritionshop.com and check out the show notes below for a nice little discount on your first purchase as my way of saying thank you for listening. That's it. Let's head back to the show. And what other metrics are you tracking besides from steps and, and I'm assuming you're doing calories and macros with your clients and strength training, yeah. and, you know, data and stuff, but what other metrics are you looking at that you think is relevant? So on chronometer, which is the app that I use for the nutrition, you can track so many biometrics, like you yeah. can do vitamin D every day. I don't know who does that, but you can do your height every day. Like that changes. Um, but you, I track, um, I'll have some people do blood glucose if they are having blood sugar issues, or if I think that they have sleep apnea or sleep issues and they're having trouble tolerating carbohydrates or utilizing them and aerobic work and the traditional stuff has not helped. Um, blood pressure if necessary. Some guys do ketones if they're on a ketogenic diet or if they just want to measure it. I have one guy who does his blood glucose like before, after working out in the morning, just because he's on like six to 700 grams of carbs and still will produce ketones based on the intensity of his training. So that's pretty cool. That is cool. Um, I have the Polar H10. So a few of my clients have that too. So we'll track, you know, the um, output through there and then the heart rate um, ranges and everything for some of the workouts some of my guys have other tracking devices that they use for like body composition and stuff. So, and that you kind of take with a grain of salt where it's like, all right, where's the trend line going? 
But I like that when you when you can record weight daily and calories daily, then you can graph it um, chronometer, which I really enjoy. So that is pretty cool. I'm glad to hear you say that. And and why do you think it's important for people to track weight daily? Because it it's like all these variables that we know go into tracking weight, right? So especially for women, because we're so like this throughout the month. Um, but even, even my guys, I'm like, track your weight every day because yeah. I have guys that they're like, the scale went up 0.7. I'm like, okay, what did you eat last night? Did you eat later? Yeah. If you eat an hour later or if you didn't poop or if you mm-hmm. have happened to eat more food volume or you're not hydrated or you're, you're very hydrated, like all these variables go into the fluctuation. And that's why my one guy who said he fluctuates the same four pounds, I said, so do I. I fluctuate around, you know, one to two kilo difference all week. And mm-hmm. it doesn't really phase me because I know that's normal. So if I increase somebody's calories, I have to warn them, listen, the scale will go up, especially if I'm adding their carbs tomorrow. It is not fat. And right. then of course they still freak out and you have to remind them it is not fat. So at least this way you can see the daily fluctuations versus like say one Sunday you drank the night before and then you woke up lighter because you're dehydrated. And then a week later, you're five pounds heavier because you hadn't drank all week and you hydrated a lot and then happened to eat really late. Right. It's not body fat. But exactly. if you looked at the trend throughout the week, it would give you a clearer picture of what actually happened. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. And I think it's such a good metric. I, I think it's a slippery slope for some people, uh, but it's just about educating them and helping them understand like, look, this is just one uh, metric in the scope of all of the other things that we just talked about, uh, your daily nutrition, oh your sleep, your movement, um, you know, your hydration levels, all of that type of stuff that is an indicator as to how your body's responding to some sort of stimulus. And it's important for you to start to create awareness around how your body's responding. And so why not use that as a tool to do uh, as such to the degree that, yeah, so you know, like as a female, you know, when you're entering your menstrual cycle, you're going to be putting on weight. That's a great thing to uh, be cognizant of. Otherwise, if you're stepping on the scale once a week and then you're up five pounds, you're like, what the fuck? And you could go down this whole you know, roller coaster of emotions or uh, saying F it to everything and guys do the same thing. Like this isn't working. You know, I had a guy message me his body fat was going up point you know like tenth of a decimals tenth of ones oh God. over the course of a few days and he's like what's going on like dude i don't know what's going on you tell me let's talk this through but you know that's what happens that's what the body <laughs> does it's not body fat and so um it's, it's yeah it's it's, it's a, fun it's fun to play around with. Like I, I have one guy who I've kept him on a, on a pretty lower carb diet the past few weeks because he's been really crazy with work. He's working on his boat for his family. So it's a lot of manual labor and he was just like spent and his readiness was really, really bad on ordering and everything. I was like, listen, eat 50 grams of carbs tonight. So he's like, okay, next day he slept like a rock. Mm-hmm. His readiness was good. And he lost like two pounds because that insulin from the carbohydrates helps combat, you know, the, the cortisol. I'm like, do it again tonight. He dropped another pound and I'm like, do it again tonight, you know, three nights in a row. And he's like, wow, just when I think I know like what's going on with my body, you pull this stuff on me and it's like, whoa, science. And, and I'm like, well, it's understanding when to know to do this stuff. 
So like with metrics, like body temperature is a good one too, because women can tell their, their cycle through that, but you could also tell when you may want to throw in a refeed to somebody and then, you know, how their body responds to that. And that's pretty cool. You're nerdy. Yeah. I mean, it just goes to show the degree of precision that you can get with all of this stuff. If you track enough data over time, and that really comes down to the willingness of the client to be in it for the long term. Say, look, you know, you can do a 90-day grind and drop 10 pounds or whatever, but what are you really doing in this process? What are you really learning in this process? What are you really learning about yourself? And, you know, most likely not much other than, sure, you could go keto and it might work for you to some degree, but then you got to get back to the real world. So I, I really appreciate kind of the expansiveness that we're covering, even though you know, we're talking kind of men's hormones and health. All of this is so really relevant because it's just the ongoing day-to-day, right? That you're learning and experiencing and growing and testing and, and analyzing the results and then implementing um, different systems in place to, to really yeah. consistently refine. And I think it... it- it enhances this experience, but it also kind of individualizes what you and I do from what, you know, I, I guess they call themselves a macros coach where it's like $15, they'll do your macros, sure. which I don't understand. But um, like nutrition coaching just goes so far beyond this is what you should eat, you know, or this is the amount of calories. Um, and that's taken me a long time mm. studying this a long time. Like I, I still am learning every single day. Um, and I learn on myself, you know, like the last year I had my breast implants out and my body was just like in crazy stress mode and I would just couldn't tolerate a high amount of carbohydrates. Mm. And I was really annoyed this year. They had me like Luke had me, Luke and Shane had me track my body temperature, my weight and photos after each meal throughout a three day refeed of over 300 grams of carbs. Mm. I gained a pound. Whereas last year, I I would gain like five pounds and I was so thrilled. And I was like, if I could only kind of get this excitement across to people where the fact that my body's now so sensitive to insulin that it actually utilize this stored form of carb. And it's not about gaining or losing weight because it's body fat. It's the amount of, um, you know, glucose that my body's not rejecting that it can put towards training. You know, so you and I do this in like the back end where we're like, what's the body temp, you know, all this stuff. But those metrics are so important because it can make or break how somebody feels in the long run. Yeah. So when we get these people that did these shake diets or these super low calorie diets, they are so much more messed up than they realize. So for them to think they can just completely transform this in six weeks is like, it's mind blowing. I'm like, yo, I need like three years. Yes. Yeah, because... (laughs) It's just so much gold uh, because so much of it is undoing the damage that's already been done. We have to get you to the point where you're actually insulin sensitive enough to be able to really break down and utilize the glucose that you're consuming. It's, it's we're completely changing the engine that you're working with and that takes time. But then on the other side of things is the behavioral change, right? The, the, the psychological aspect, the emotional aspect of it, because food and alcohol are such emotionally driven uh, factors that 
it, it, then it's about how are you treating yourself? How are you treating your body? How are you talking to yourself? Why are you going to invest in a long-term program? And how are you going to be consistent enough day in and day out to really reap the benefits of it? All of that stuff is absolutely crucial in going into a program. So we're obviously speaking the same language. Um, and oh, yeah. uh, so I, I think that's a good place to, to wrap it up, Allie. Uh, how can people get a hold of you if they want to work with you? Um, come find me on, on the IG, slide in the DMs. It's the Allie Gilbert, A-L-I. And then my website is ali-gilbert.com. Perfect. I'll All have, my prices and everything are on there. So. Sweet. I'll have those uh, links below in the show notes. Uh, so make sure you guys go check that out. Follow Allie on Instagram. Allie, anything that I didn't ask you that you think I should have? No, I, I just like, you know, in the honor of transparency to everybody, I, I did this on my IG live. I went over my labs with with my, my new doctor, Eric, uh, yesterday, I am a candidate for TRT. So mm. somebody who lives a lifestyle, my, my free tea was three, then three. So wow. that was really pathetic. Yeah, it was totally in the tank. <laughs> and then my total, I think, was like 12 or 15 or something. For women, the upward end is like, I think, 35, 40. So um, he's going to start me on a cream because the, the injections for me, I react poorly to needles of any size. Mm. I just get these welts, like I look like I have bee stings. So, um, but I, I'm very excited about it because it's not like I have like a low libido or anything. I just like the gains in the gym, I can't necessarily recover the way I want, no matter how much I eat or how much I rest and all that stuff. And now it kind of makes sense to me a little bit. Yeah. But you know, then again, people think I'm on steroids. So I'm like, okay, you can look at my labs and I'm not, you know, because sure. they think just because you have some abs showing or something. So um, I always, you know, like to be honest with everyone. So I, I promise to kind of document that journey and how that cool. goes. And all that, so. That'll be awesome. I need to get mine tested again. It's been, a, it's been a while and I've had my own fluctuations in and out, but I always can rack it up to stress and sleep. And yeah. when I clean it up for a while, they do go up, but you know, still my numbers, I think the last time I checked were four or five hundreds and not amazing by any stretch of the imagination. But let me ask um, just to follow that up. So if you were your own coach and talking to you about your testosterone levels, obviously, you know, being knowing that they're going to be very different than men's norms, but but just looking at what you do on a daily basis, where would you say outside of uh, exogenous testosterone, you need, need to make the biggest improvements? do less. <laughs> Don't we um, all? Yeah. I mean, it, it's, you know, Shane and Luke are always trying to get me to like, you know, calm your shit. Oh man. <laughs> Even during quarantine, you can't do less. Uh, it's yeah. like I try and then I feel unproductive, but yeah, I know, you know, I've tried to, I'll give myself rest days and it'll be one rest day. And if I feel really, really lethargic, like if it's PMS week, then I'll give myself two days and it's like, okay. And then you realize nothing changes. That's negative. Like it actually benefits you, but. It does. So. You know, the biggest thing is being able to acknowledge that for most people in my mind is like having enough experience and practice and consistency to know when you need that time off. And I think for men, especially as we get approach 40 and post 40, you have to start to tune into that, check your ego and check in with yourself and say, hey, 
is it a great idea for me to go try and grind it out in the gym knowing that I've been sleeping like shit, I'm stressed out at work, my kids are driving me crazy, I've barely eaten today, like maybe it is, maybe it's not, but you know, actually checking in that in and of itself can make a huge difference. Big time, yeah. Anyways, Allie, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming back on the show. And uh, we'll talk again soon. Take care. Awesome. Bye. Did you love this episode of the Smart Nutrition Made Simple show? Then head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a positive rating and review. And more importantly, share this with other men that you know are dedicated to leveling up in every area of their life by learning how to live healthier, more energetic, and productive lives so that they can optimize their health for their family and future. Thank you for listening. And if you want to find out more about how you can work directly with Ben, then just head on over to www.bslnutrition.com forward slash level up.